to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Hello and welcome to the International News Service. I'm Senior Informationology Correspondent Mike Wiebe. Uh, as you know, currently our other two anchors are out on assignment. Kevin Harrison is out on the high seas covering the 311 Dank Bros and Buds Tour, sponsored by Shiner Bach, Amber is the Color of My Energy. And Brian Camp is... Currently with the team exhuming the body of Jack Palance to see if there is an actual secret to Curly's gold. I'm here alone in the studio right now, and uh, we're doing a bit of a special episode. This is to catch some of our new listeners in on some of the past references that we have come up with. It's very important to stay abreast, or as they say in France, a titty. Up with all of the references that might get lost uh, if you haven't listened to every episode. And of course, we know you're going to listen to every episode, and we know you're going to get uh, our faces tattooed on your calves at some point. But nonetheless, maybe you want to know some of these references now. So what what we've done here is sort of a best of episode. And uh, we've taken three of very important stories, very groundbreaking stories that the INS team uncovered and are still affecting us today. We, we're constantly updating these stories, but I wanted you to hear some of these stories, uh, where they came from, from the ground up. You'll understand us a lot more, and you'll probably understand yourselves a lot more, which is ultimately what I want from you. That and for you to buy some Alpha Brain Monkey Mind Sets pills, now available in cherry flavor. This first story marks the inaugural appearance of Phoenix the Cat. You see, as this story illustrates, there is a certain character who is uh, paid for by the Mafia to go and arsonate. Arsonate? Is that a word? Probably, maybe. Commit arson upon houses. And uh, he happens to be a cat, and he happens to be in a musical theater, and I think you should just listen to the story, or re-listen to the story, to remind yourself of where this captivating, curious, mercurial, crustaceous critter came from. Uh, over to you, Kevin. So, our next story... Comes to us from the Washington Post. Wapo. South Korean officials have put out an official arson warning to pet owners stating that your cat might burn down your house. Mm, I'm gonna assholes. The warning came I'm after a surprised. number of house fires in the city of Seoul were attributed to cats, with nearly half the fires started when the owners were out of the house. Officials have advised that cat owners ensure their cats are unable to access appliances when left home alone that stove knobs should be removed or locked 
with protective covers and that they keep flammable objects such as paper towels away from their cooking devices. It is estimated that in the last three years, at least 107 house fires in Seoul were caused by cats and led to four human deaths. Officials did not state, however, how many of these fires were deliberately started by the cats. <laughs> but most, if I, well, isn't this just a, a clever cover story for an arsonist? Like, yeah, like <laughs> just he, 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 oh, that house has a cat. Let me sneak in. Yeah, he's probably he dresses up like cats from the movie Cats. Yeah, sure, and he goes full, you know, because they did a cut of that that they CGI buttholes on all the cats in that movie. Yeah, that guy, you, that that guy for sure paints on the butthole, and he creeps around, yeah. and he he's a he's just a firebug. Well, maybe he maybe he puts like a half used box of matches underneath the litter box when he leaves. Yeah, um, yeah. And when they investigate, they find evidence of. Yeah, maybe. It's, yeah, he's framing the cats. Yeah, he's framing the cats. I don't know. I, I see a. I, I can see a guy dressed up as a cat named Phoenix, and he's just like, <laughs> he's like Phoenix wants to burn the Phoenix wants to watch the world burn. Hmm. <laughs> That's that's Phoenix talking into his webcam as he reviews it on his screen. Yeah, he reviews cat mm-hmm. toys when he's not burning shit down. Right. Oh. You know, it's weird. Like it's weird because like he's like a he's like the the tri, the the triads or or whatever Korean mafia they have to like hire him to yep. do like jobs. You know, to go like burn other people's stuff down. He's you know he's just like oh you want phoenix again okay well the cost is gonna be a kilo of catnip <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> right right like and the, you know he's like i gotta test it out they give it to him and he like opens it of course like has his claw just rips it open with the claw instead of opening yeah. it you know like i do whenever you get whenever there's cocaine in the movie they just stab the shit out of the package of cocaine like oh great now you're gonna fucking spill coke everywhere you know what coke's <laughs> worth money um but he stabs the thing and just they sit and just starts and he's like, <laughs> these serious gangsters are sitting there and he's just on the ground like rubbing his genitals with his with his legs <laughs> up and yeah going oh phoenix phoenix <laughs> likes this shit this is some good shit meow you're gonna come pull phoenix's tail and they're like no we're fucking scary gangster guys we're not into right. that at all and like, well meow i guess i'll go burn some shit down but there know you that you can come by and pet Phoenix whenever you want to, and maybe he'll let you. And then he'll like sashay around real quick and show his ass in the air, like you know, walk around all gyrating his ass with a drawn-on butthole on his cat yeah, sure. outfit right. and a big and a big tail that flops all over, and just just so dramatic, like jumping on everything and yep. like you know just hand splayed and just and also doing doing songs lots of like cat style songs i'm gonna burn down a house burn down a house burn down a house burn down a got silver he's got like sparkly silver tap shoes (laughs) occasionally somebody will come home to their house on fire he's like what happened? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, what happened? Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> we have all these reports of fires and there's a tap dancing right. cat out front of almost all That's of right. them. 
And he's right. very intent on showing that he has a, a anatomically drawn on cat butthole <laughs> over his orange right. spandex outfit. Because it's an orange cat, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, Phoenix is orange. The police are happy to go along with it just to get closure <laughs> on the cases. They just, yeah. They don't want to get involved. They've just closed yeah, 107 yeah, exactly. arsons out. <laughs> I'm just imagining, I'm imagining some some mob boss with his two goons gets delivered some bad news about a rival gang get me phoenix get me and like phoenix. the two the two goons just no oh, come on boss oh come on boss no <laughs> go get him a meow <laughs> you need phoenix again don't you He's just licking his fucking hands while they give him the job. The whole, the whole time. <laughs> just grooming himself with the back of his <laughs> You picked up Phoenix at a good time because rent is due. And I need a new scratching post. Fascinating work, INS team, that I am also a part of. Yes, that was a that was the first time Phoenix was ever introduced, and as we all know, uh, he, he pops up from time to time. He's committed many, many more arsons, a handful of murders, and a wonderful production of Brigadoon. Our next story is actually two stories that I kind of cut and put together. This first story is is more of some insider business involving the INS team. As you know, the INS team has merch. You can go buy it from Redbubble right now. We are happily providing people with all types of merch for your international news service. T-shirts, mugs, tattoos. That's it. Oh, stickers as well. Anyway, so you can get all this stuff, but they, the Redbubble, they started putting ads out, and alongside the INS stuff that they were hawking, there was an ad for a, uh, a item called the Rim Reaper, and I don't know if you've heard us mention the Rim Reaper before, but this is the first time we told you guys about the the Rim Reaper and how it affects us. This episode is when we had guest Dave Sherrill, who has uh, amazing artwork that you can check out at Arrowhead Vintage and Handmade Goods online, uh, arrowheadcanton.com, I believe. Anyway, check him out. He's amazing. But, so, this is when we first discovered the Rim Reaper, and it will, it will it'll pay off in a bit. Uh, you might want to talk about this, Mike, with the, uh, the ad we got paired with for Redbubble. Yeah, so we, we uh, here at the International News Service, so uh, explain how this ad works. It's, so, re- we do our merch through... Redbubble, and you go there, but and it's just a generic Redbubble thing. It's just a. It was just a banner that I saw on Facebook. Yeah, while I was scrolling, because I think it. I think Redbubble auto detects the things that you follow, and so it, it auto generated this banner that had our t shirt. Banner it has our t shirt. Has even which is the evil microphone, and it's his official international news service uh, t shirt, and then right next to it. It's a. Uh, it's called Rim Reaper, <laughs> and it's the Grim Reaper, not unlike my Beanie Baby here. And the, the Grim Reaper is tonguing an asshole, and it's a very like comic. 
<laughs> it's very. I'll pull it up here. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's a. It's the way a drawing should be, right? It's, yeah, it's the way. Yeah, there's no way anybody spent more than more than four minutes on that sketch. Oh, and then when it's perfect. You're done. The look in his eyes is pretty good. Yeah, he's he's liking that. Can you see that, Dave? <laughs> Dave, I sent it to Dave. It's gorgeous. Yeah, he's the Rim Reaper. <laughs> now, my question is: Does does his tongue kill those assholes? <laughs> Do you think that that asshole has like no sensation, or does the, the does it just start rotting? He's a reaper, so he's he's, he's sucking the soul out of the asshole. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's how he extracts the soul. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it could be a corpse already too. I mean, right? it, it is an exit. Oh, it could be. Yeah, anal linguists. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just curious if if Andy Rooney has anything to say about. <laughs> <anal> <laughs> Why do we have our skeletons eating buttholes, eating ass, but even the construct of death? It's not sanitary, even if you're already dead. <laughs> good, 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 classy. Classy, classy stuff. Kind of professional reporting you would expect from the International News Service. Now, this next story, which was actually recorded in the same episode as the, the last one, was a story that I did not think would come back to visit our lives so much in such a resonating way. Um, it started out as just a story, regular cryptid story, but it turned into something much, much more. And you'll find that when you listen to new episodes of our podcast, the Loveland Frog comes up quite a bit. It has changed us. It's kind of made the way we look at the world and cryptids and life and reality in a completely different manner. My voice just cracked because I have COVID. So listen, hey, get on that Patreon to help pay for my new lung. Now, this story, like I said, it is really, really sunk in with us. We didn't know that it would. I can speak for Brian Camp in that it has become the devil's rock mashed potato of Close Encounters of the Third Kind that is his life. Uh, he spends a lot of time drawing and sketching and thinking about the Loveland Frog. Oftentimes, you'll be talking to him and he will just sort of sort of lose lose focus and you say are you thinking about it again and he'll sadly nod his head yes and make a little triangle shape with his hands to to describe a conical hat expect more to come from the loveland frog but here's the first time we heard as a news crew about the loveland frog kevin <laughs> We're going to go back to 1955 to a place called Loveland, Ohio. And this is where Dave lived before he moved to Texas the first time. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, this is, this is uh, uh, Dave's uh, birthing ground. Well, I know that I know that Loveland got its name uh, because the founder would just stop there and looked around and was like, man, I love land. <laughs> 
So Loveland is in the southwest corner. It's about twenty. Uh, it's about twenty-five miles northeast of Cincinnati, which is right on the the Ohio Kentucky uh, Indiana border. It mm-hmm. has a sister city in Florida called Hate Water. <laughs> <laughs> So, in 1955, (laughs) Loveland was a sleepy town of around 3,000 people. Sources vary a lot for this part of the story, but in spring of that year, a short order cook, or some sources say he was a traveling salesman or a businessman, he was driving at night over a bridge across the Little Miami River in Loveland, Ohio, when he saw something strange. He noticed three beings near the bridge talking amongst themselves. They were about three to four feet tall with leathery skin, bulging eyes, and webbed hands and feet. Suddenly, one of the beings noticed the man and gracefully pulled out a wand, waved it above his head, and then the wand shot sparks into the air. The man panicked and sped away, but supposedly he couldn't stop smelling alfalfa and almonds. Flash forward 17 years to March 3rd, 1972, when a police officer was driving in the same area around 1 a.m., suddenly a creature darted in front of his police car, hopped the guardrail, and jumped into the Little Miami River. The only thing it left behind was scratch marks on the guardrail. The officer reported the creature was three to four feet high, had frog-like features, and it was similar to the original one sighted in 1955. Hmm. Sounds like the singer for Greta Van Fleet. Two weeks later, another officer was driving in the same area when he saw what he believed to be roadkill. He got out to clear it off the road when it jumped at him and then scrambled under the guardrail. The officer said, I know no one would believe me, so I shot it. (laughs) That's how I do it. That's how that makes sense. If I ever think that people might doubt what I'm going to say, I kill the thing. (laughs) Yeah. You can't doubt a body. That's my motto. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> a lot of truth in that. That should be in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Eleventh Amendment. You can't doubt a body. I think it's implied by the Second. That's... Constitution is greatest thing ever written. My favorite piece of literature. Yes. But if I were to write a sequel, what I would you... definitely write. You can't doubt a body. <laughs> what would you call the sequel? Constitution Part Two. <laughs> Back in business. <laughs> Would you be saying that you can't doubt a body as just an affirmation of something that we all know to be true or as an instruction that people are not allowed to doubt a body? It's America. You're not allowed to. Okay. The officer then threw the creature's body into his trunk and showed the other officer who confirmed this was the creature he'd seen. I couldn't find any explanation, though, of what happened to the body after that. The next sighting wasn't until 2016, when some college students were playing Pokemon Go at Lake Isabel in Loveland. According to one of the witnesses, quote, We saw a huge frog near the water. Not in the game. This was an actual giant frog. Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize this sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave, this is the truth. He claimed the frog was about four feet tall and, quote, not sure if it was a frog man or just a giant frog. Either way, I've never seen anything like it. However, after the 2016 incident was reported in the press, 
The officer who shot the creature in 1972 reached out to the news to say what he'd killed was a three to three and a half foot iguana that was missing its tail and that he had originally told the story to an author of a book about urban legends, but the author had omitted the part about the frogman being an iguana. That sounds like somebody got to him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who, who do you think got to him? Maybe there was somebody in Slovakia who was busy <laughs> stuffing frogs for a diorama. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's a callback. Damn, that's a fucking callback, motherfucker. That yeah, is. God damn. <laughs> Like a steel trap. I can't even remember what this story's about. <laughs> I think that's how you know you're supposed to take Adderall, right? When you when you still get really focused. Yeah, it's starting to wear off. Oh, it, was, no. it was a lot earlier today that I took it. Is your business high dwindling? Yeah, yeah. And my seven martini lunch is starting to <laughs> wear off too. Starting to get sleepy. I've never had a martini. What? I've never had a martini. Man, they are fucking great. Are they really? I love them. I mean, they're real. They're real boozy. They're they're not. They're not like uh, you know. They're not sweet. They taste like harsh booze. Okay. And I think that like as I'm getting older, my taste buds are like melting off or whatever, and I'm just like tasting. I'm getting like I understand now. Like I don't think that grandmas grew up loving licorice you know i think that i think you know i'm serious but i think that like maybe that's a thing when your taste buds are just so like kind of like brutalized from life that when you're in your 80s you start eating licorice and it starts black licorice starts tasting good and then you get even older and then you die and then you become the rim reaper (laughs) (laughs) and it tastes good that's, yeah. Yeah, that explains See, it. That's... You, you're saying your grandma's the Rim Reaper? Hey. Come on now, Kevin. That's not That's appropriate. My, dude, no. Come on, dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Dude, you take it back. That's my grandma. <laughs> Who's the Rim Reaper? D- dude. <laughs> That's right. Not cool. Just cramming her aged tongue. Through her dentured lips. <laughs> Grandma's not my grandma is not the Rim Reaper. Just let me say that publicly. As far as you know. I I know well, I'm I know for a fact. I mean, look at the picture of the Rim Reaper and I'll send you a picture of my grandma. They look nothing alike. <laughs> I mean, just to start with that. On top of what I assume is a thing that my grandmother never did. Yeah. Well, what is the name of these frog cryptids? Yeah, let's get back to the thing we're talking about. The, the, the Loveland Frog. Not very clever. Well, you know... Don't make a dick on Ohio. He's <laughs> from there, and he'll fucking get pissed. Yeah, he's... I can see the Ohio in pride swell. Yeah. yeah. Why is it called the Loveland Frog, not the Loveland Frogs, when the first yes. reported incidents was yes. three frogs? Dogs, one of which was magic. Yes, like that's a that's a better cryptid because that's one. Oh yeah, I forgot about the magic. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's got a sparkler or you know a magic wand of some kind. Huh? No, it's a magic wand, and he gracefully in his flippered. Like, don't frogs have longer forearms than their 
like their their arms are jointed, right? Like a human's. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't their yeah. forearm much longer than their upper arm? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'll lean in, so I'm. This is my. I'm, this is good for the lean listener. In so the listener can. Yeah. Just, for the listener, my arms are above my head, and I have thrust my hands towards the camera, <laughs> so as to create the impression <laughs> that my forearms are much longer than my upper arms, and I am splaying my fingers out, and I've got a magic wand. <laughs> Y'all ever had frog legs before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've had frog legs. Uh, no. I, I think I have. I Not can't since really I was remember. A kid. We should go out for in Ohio martinis, martinis, and frog legs. Ooh, <laughs> that's my favorite Reverend Horton Heat album. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stuff. That's a good line, man. <laughs> that's the old papa. <laughs> are there any other cryptids from Ohio? Uh, there are, but like you know, Bigfoot being a big one. There's a bog monster somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mothman. Mothman uh, was sighted quite a bit in Ohio when he was also sighted in Point Pleasant because they're just kind of across the border from each other. I then wonder if he's friends with the Frogman. Oh. Mothman was the other side of the state. It was the the southeast, and this is the southwest. They probably have conventions or something. Yeah, Crypt- yeah, I bet they get together. Yeah. yeah, cryptid conventions. Fair. They don't have a lot of friends. It sounds like there's been then really only one credible sighting of the Loveland Frogs, and that's the first one where the salesman or short order cook saw three frogs, one of which he pulled out of one and cast a spell. Why why didn't the cop take a photograph of the fucking body? They didn't have a camera Mm. phone back then. Maybe not a camera phone, but he put the body in a trunk. Surely somewhere in Loveland, someone owned a camera. Right. I'm a little flustered by the Loveland Frog because yeah, I've never heard of the Loveland Frog and I want there to be more about the Loveland Frog. So we, we've got a little bit more here. Okay. So what did the college students see in 2016 if the Frogman was killed in 1972? Well, a local high school student later confessed that he posed as the Frogman while dressed in a homemade frog costume. Hmm. But this isn't quite the end of the story. In 2014... The Cincinnati Fringe Festival featured the premiere of the bluegrass musical Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Yeah. So in 2014, yeah, before the 2016 sighting, so more than likely the homemade frog costume was from the musical mm-hmm. Hot Damn, It's the That's Loveland Frog. That's good detective wow. work. I, I hadn't considered that. Well, see, the problem is that the high school student who confessed it confessed it to his high school newspaper. So that's where I read. Oh. Uh, but they, they did show the costume, which doesn't look convincing in any way. If you saw it, uh, you wouldn't This be like, seems like a psyop. <laughs> <laughs> How so, Mike? Well, they're trying to make us seem like this frog thing and ain't real by having this high school kid. This kid's a patsy. Right. <laughs> It's a false flag operation. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you what, he's gonna he's gonna uh get uh suicided this kid. With a space laser? Something. I mean he's gonna he's gonna yeah, get suicided. That's what they call it. <laughs> I know there's more to this, or at least a little bit more, and I just I'm I'm disappointed that anyone would put on a costume 
fool uh-huh. another human being into believing that there is a giant version of any small animal and then confess to it later on. Yeah. If you get so far as to actually as to successfully convince someone, even one person, even one person, you go to your fucking grave. You don't say a word. Also, the the town needs the I mean, like the town has to need some kind of tourism. Yeah, it's whimsy, and it's go, fun. Yeah, you roll into the gas station, you get the um this place sure is hopping because of the Loveland frog. <laughs> um coffee mug. You know, Point Pleasant, not that far away. Has their own Mothman festival, has a Mothman museum, yeah. has Mothman tourism. Right. I looked for Loveland, Ohio. I could find, on the entire internet, I could find one Loveland frog t-shirt. Wasn't that great? And then they got no museum. They got nothing. You know, at least the the Yeti in Russia had to get caught with DNA testing before he confessed. And it turned out it was just a Russian woman. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you think the Loveland frog is ever hopped up on somebody and pinned him up against a tree. (laughs) I don't know if it's that kind of situation. Um, I mean, you know, because here's the thing about uh, the frogs. You've ever heard the phrase about tighter than a frog's asshole? (laughs) Yeah, I have heard that phrase. This seems like the kind of thing where it wouldn't, it would be a frog that would want to look at your ass and say, that's not that tight. <laughs> that kind of thing. He points at butts and, and, and then, and then judges them harshly. So it's a, it's a body shaming. Cryptid. It's a body shaming cryptid, <laughs> it, but it's, it's specifically butts. Yeah. I think it goes up to butts and points at them and then does a Caesar thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> With this little froggy thumb. His little frog thumbs. Yeah, I would think that you see it. You're not sure if it's sentient until all of a sudden is looking at asses and going thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh-huh. Anyway, I do. I do endorse killing them if you see. <laughs> oh sure. Sight. Is this just because you like frog legs? No, I just don't want my. I don't need fucking things talking about my ass. I know I'm out of shape. <laughs> COVID's been rough. So the bluegrass musical, hot damn, it's the Loveland Frog. Mm-hmm. It was written by local playwrights Joshua Steele and Mike Hall. Uh, not national playwrights? They're not <laughs> not off-Broadway people? Not yet. It's about a bluegrass band that heads out to rescue someone from the Loveland Frog. The musical played for five shows with reviews ranging from, quote, The Loveland Frog will make you hoot and holler with laughter. Great job. To, quote, The show is okay. <laughs> Pauline Kale strikes again. If that's the worst review you get, though, that's pretty good, right? I take it. I've had a lot worse reviews of my music. No, that'd be. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm okay with okay. Yeah, just five stars and okay. Right, but it probably if they say okay, they mean Oklahoma. Then their opinion is meaningless. Yep. yep. Hey, we got a five star review from Oklahoma. From a garbage person from Oklahoma. <laughs> they they probably turned on their computer and then cat ran across their keyboard and that was the most right. that it ever made sense. Right. They were they were busy face on the floor praying to get the demon out of the room. Mm-hmm. The computer turned on and made a beeping sound. <laughs> Shake it. Right. Keep shaking it cuz I think it's a sketch sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's about it for the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Complete with callback. Okay, well, coming up next, our final story. Probably of no surprise to any of you because it's the story that has affected me the most. Up a number of times that I have had encounters with Sasquatch. Uh, some people call it Bigfoot. Some people call it Yeti. Some people call them Skunk Ape. But what they are is a interdimensional beast that is hell-bent on humiliation. And we're probably the only news team that's covering this angle on the, on the Sasquatch. I know we are because we got kicked out of a recent Bigfoot con and we were laughed out of there and it felt like a very triggering trauma. So I, you know what? A lot of you guys probably know this, but it's good to revisit it because it, it undoubtedly will come up again because as, as we know, we are in the, the golden age of Sasquatch sightings. So without further ado, here's a very, very early episode. Kevin. of this article is Oklahoma Rep- Representative Introduces Bill to Create Bigfoot Hunting Season. The Oklahoma State Legislature meets every year beginning on February 1st. On Wednesday, a Republican representative introduced House Bill 1648. The bill orders the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission to establish a, quote, Bigfoot hunting season. The bill states, and I quote, the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission shall promulgate rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. The commission shall set annual season uh, dates and create any necessary specific hunting licenses and fees. However, the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation was not pleased, responding to the bill with the statement, Here at the department, we use science to, manage, to make management decisions, and we do not recognize Bigfoot as a wildlife species in Oklahoma. The representative who introduced the bill is from an area famous for its Bigfoot sightings. In fact, this year, they had to cancel their annual Bigfoot uh, celebration, which brings... Why did they have to cancel it? Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, no reason. I don't Maybe not enough Bigfoot sightings? COVID. Oh, Bigfoot yeah. Bigfoot got be COVID. Yes. First of be. all, it's Big Feet sightings, so you guys sound like idiots. I've, I've looked this up, actually, on a cryptid sighting... Uh, blogs and it is right. bigfoots no so i uh, hear sasquatch uh i think skunk apes or as uh, a kid in junior high would say sasquatch <laughs> <laughs> kid is is that kid named mike weeby <laughs> no <laughs> no that adults named mike weeby hey. um well i don't think that we should you know i don't first of all this is stupid because Bigfoot, as we now know, is a trans-dimensional being able to go phase in and out of our reality. And that's why, that's why he's been not caught until now uh, right. or, and, and still hasn't been caught. <laughs> but that's kind of, that, is, that is, I think, I believe, 
that that's what the big thinkers are are saying about this skunk ape about the right. Sasquatch. So, <laughs> is anyone else troubled that the Conservation Commission is being ordered to set up a hunting season for an animal that I think we all could agree is endangered, right? We yeah. We don't like, we don't do that. Why not have why not put the Bigfoot and all of its big feet kind on some sort of endangered list, you would get the same publicity by doing it, right? Yeah. I, I think that you're probably right there. Uh, and then you could put Rodan on that list. Here's the thing, though, is uh, I, I just don't like the idea of someone killing Bigfoot for just a, for, for trophy, you know? Like, when we used to hunt Bigfoot, we would eat every single part of the Bigfoot. No, That's right. Specifically. Toenails, toenails and all. The sass crotch was a delicacy. <laughs> and sometimes we wouldn't even kill the Bigfoot before we ate that part, if you know what mm. I mean. Uh, I wrote yeah. a I wrote a I read a thing in We magazine about <laughs> right. this guy who came upon just a sexy situation with a Bigfoot and a, the Bigfoot woman's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a female Bigfoot. They ended up shaving that area, though. But did you know that? <laughs> yeah. The female Bigfoots are now shaving that area. So it looks like a regular Bigfoot <laughs> and then just a shaved patch right. and their Sasquatch. Uh, that's, and, that's hot, I think. I think that's just hearing you describe it. So, <laughs> yeah. so what you're saying, Mike, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's a giant, like, just, but I mean, just think of, I mean, she can, she can really, a female they can really manhandle you, you know? And it, it that <laughs> word that word is even more true because you are a man and she is not. And she can just manhandle you. you know? Like so, manhandle you. I don't know if you get what I'm throwing out there. Manhandle <laughs> you out in the forest and there's nothing you can do about it. Not a damn thing that you can do about it when this giant giant furry creature with a shape with that one area of shape she just grabs you and she just does whatever maybe some of her maybe all kinds of woodland creatures are watching you and laughing at you and there's nothing you can do about it right. just right. it's humiliating isn't it it's humiliating it's so shameful all just, just like a bunch of wolves woofs just sitting wolves. there laughing at you a bunch of wolves and a bunch of owls, you know, some foxes, and they're just laughing at you because they can see. Oh, because she just rips off your your trousers, right. rips off your Wranglers, rips off your your rips off your Ely button down pearl snap, rips it off, and you're just <laughs> you're just naked. And it's weird because you basically you're she's covered in hair except for that one part, and you're just completely so you look like. <laughs> You look like a little shaved Sasquatch down there compared mm-hmm. compared to her. Those and animals just, are probably laughing at your penis, right? They're la- oh, they're laughing. <laughs> they think it's so funny, and there's nothing you can do about it. You try, you try, you try and cover up, but she won't let you. She, she pulls your arms apart, oh, and there's nothing you can do about it. So that's what I mean. That's what the bill in Oklahoma is going for: is to make it so that that's just a legal thing and i'm i'm honestly i'm for it right i'm for it like i don't want that i don't want that to happen but if it does happen okay <laughs> okay 
it sounds, Mike, like sometimes you you catch a female Bigfoot, mm-hmm. have a little fun with her. <laughs> you have a little bit of fun with her. But in this scenario, she has a little bit of fun with you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. You can. I mean, that's, that, that's really want. what I. That's really what I want to impart is when they catch you. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> And those little animals, they just think it's funny, and you just, you just, you, you just gotta, you just gotta let it happen. And then, and then before the, that that female Bigfoot leaves, she's gonna mark you with her scent. <laughs> you just leave you there. How does she do leave that? You, just leave you all worn because it's not that she leaves you tied up. You're just worn out from the experience, and then she just marks you with her scent. A little extra, right. just a little extra splash of her scent. Right. And you go home and you try to wash it off. But guess what? You can't get it off. You can't get that smell off. You're just, you know, you go and you put a bathtub full of bathtub full of tomato juice, tomatoes, tomato paste. Well, they call them skunk apes, right? It's that sense, that musk. That scent, that scent sticks with you forever <laughs> forever right. i mean not forever literally but it feels like forever but sometimes like a week later you you do so you you know you turn your head real quick and your hair whips around and you get a scent of it again or you 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 put you know you're going to you're going to put a little bit of copenhagen from a beech nut in your lip and you smell it on your fingers <laughs> you smell it on your finger it's just there <laughs> So anyway, I hope that this law does pass in Oklahoma so we know when the hunting season is so when we know we'll know when those females might be out there and we right. can avoid we can avoid being tromping around in those woods or we can know that that's that time that that might happen in the woods, you know? Right. Meanwhile, there's just some woman of size in Oklahoma named Abigail who <laughs> lives in a cabin by herself and once a year Mike comes tromping along. <laughs> She plays the Bigfoot game. (laughs) (laughs) So, if enacted, this bill will go into effect on November 1st, 2021. Let me ask you this, and this is the most important question, and this is the question that I want answered the quickest. When is is Bigfoot mating season? Well, you seem to have the most knowledge about this out of all of us. It's whenever you pack your peanut butter sandwich, your knapsack, and start walking through the woods, I guess. Mike. I don't have knowledge. I just have an active, active imagination <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a hell of a libido. <laughs> Assuming that we're, re- I guess one of the questions is, are we related to Big Feet somehow? Do we have, is there a, is there a human homo sapien Big Feet connection? Uh, uh, you're you're specifically asking about this for mating purposes. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure, sure. I mean, I wonder what would happen if we created a cross between. I mean, it sounds like you might have done it, but if we created <laughs> some kind of cross between a skunk ape and a human, a hybrid, yeah. would the, would the offspring maintain the power of transdimensional travel? I think is a fair question. I don't know. Maybe there are creatures that exist on a different vibration than us. And just occasionally when atmospheric conditions or ley lines are crossed, we can see them. I don't know why you're laughing. This is just science. (laughs) 
just anytime somebody got, has, casually have, throws out ley lines, I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> have y'all ever seen uh, a cryptid or a? No, I mean I, I saw a weird looking rat once. Maybe it was something different. Where was that? I, mean, I guess. It, What's that story? Well, I mean, there's not much of a story to it. I was I was in the woods and there was an animal I didn't recognize, and I, I think that's. It's just, it seems hey, strange. Hey, let me ask every, you this. Did it have a shaved crotch? <laughs> it did not have a shaved crotch and it did not overpower me. Those two things didn't happen. Did you kind of wish it would have though? <laughs> a, little, a little bit. I kind of, just that for a second. Like, that sounds like the type of rat that would just show up and laugh at you. If it's just, <laughs> just point and laugh. I, one time I saw, I don't, I mean, I don't know what it was, but it was this weird, it <laughs> It looked like a hairless kangaroo or dog. And it was weird. It was, I guess it was a chupacabra. It was in, I was in Southern California and just saw this thing. <laughs> there's no way. I, this is a true story and it just kind of stops. But I, like, there's no way I can start it without it <laughs> sounding like it ends up with me, <laughs> me getting humiliated by it. Right. And then that, that chupacabra pinned you down. There's nothing this, you could do about it. Mike. They pinned me down. And you know, they call it a goat sucker, but it's <laughs> not just goats. It's not just goats. Well, I mean, it, it sounds like you've, in your life, you've had the great fortune of, of seeing many of the creatures that have eluded humanity's gaze for. Well, for just, just the millennia. one. I mean, I, you know. And you've had the opportunity to. To have sex. <laughs> You've had the opportunity to have human sex with all of them. Well, you know, I want to, yeah, sure. There's a few notches on my belt, but I want a full bingo card is my goal. Got the Bigfoot Chupacabra. Maybe maybe old Nessie's next. Maybe yeah, you get a trip I'm to going, Scotland. I'm and, planning a trip to Scotland. You know, swim across the lock, and who knows what who knows what happens. Yeah, I have to get naked to swim. <laughs> you, don't want right. to, you don't want to. I don't. I just want to swim across the lock, but I have to get naked to do it. I, I mean, hope no otherwise there'll be too much drag. <laughs> there'll be too much drag if I'm wearing swim trunks. <laughs> and you know those fish are going to be looking oh, at you. Oh man, <laughs> just the fish just gathered up, just laughing, just laughing. <laughs> the fish laughs at you. We have it. I wouldn't call this a best of episode. I would just call it a refresher course for all of you who need a little bit of summer schooling. <laughs> you know, you can get. All your INS needs, wherever you listen to your podcast. But please hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, punch in the face that five-star rating, which actually really does help. I didn't think it did because I never did it before. Now I do it for all the podcasts that I listen to because I know it helps them. Follow us on all the social medias. We got the Facebooks. We got the Instagram. We got the Twitter. We got the TikTok. Kevin's doing news stories on TikTok every day. That's the International News Service. Weird news, all true, kind of stupid. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. See you in heaven.